Welcome everyone, this is Brian and you are listening to Millennial Geek! Uh, and then there's this guy here with me too. I'm Robert, of course. Thank you guys. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I guess. He's uh, part of the show too. Yeah. yeah, you know, I just edit it and post it and all that stuff. I know. You know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just in your place with your mics and your soundboard. Just a few things that are me. You know, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I've been... I've been this week has been good. Uh, I did accept my new job. Nice. So Congratulations. That's, that's cool. This is, it's a very nice place. I'm very. I'm actually really, really excited for this. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we were because we were talking a little bit before, but I didn't tell you, so I can tell you here because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, the first day, uh, so was this last Monday, mm. or and it was a training day. Yeah. Like all Mondays are training days for me for a while. Okay. Um. Cause yeah, you got to learn. You're doing like spa stuff now. So oh yeah, you yeah. Learn it's, all kinds of treatments. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Like there's, there's, they have a quartz table. They have like oh, wow. this bamboo treatment thing. Like there's a, I'm gonna be learning a lot of things that I'm very happy about. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But the the day that I went in was actually a, uh, it was a training day for everyone because what they had was a they had a guy come in, and basically do. A PowerPoint presentation, and mm-hmm. this guy is a, um, what is he? A spa director for three different five-star uh, spas. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, oh yeah, no, he's like top tier, and he looks and talks and acts exactly like Doug. <laughs> like, not even fucking joking to me. Like, like this is like, this is like Doug. 1.5 like just okay. a little bit like you know just the, yeah, that little, little kick extra. of just like uh that the money and the extra like yeah. just fucking like that's that's 100 percent dog yeah. not even joking exactly him that's um awesome. but it, yeah no i loved it it was great uh he was super informative of all these different things and it's like i like it and i'm gonna be working with all women uh so i met well, naturally yeah, yeah it's, well it's all women like 100 okay. uh, percent yeah so like just like being with them, talking with them, it was really cool. Um, yeah. It was really, it was really different getting to see from uh, that experience compared to what I'm used to. Yeah, um, yeah. And like this one, like he straight up like was going over like the knit. It's like to make it from great to excellence. It's like just it's the smallest little details that you just have to repeat over and over and over. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And he just it was it was it was really interesting watching that and like being a part of that and like seeing a place that like truly cares about where they're going like this yeah. like because it's not a it's not a franchise in any way shape or form yeah, this it's is a, it's its own thing it's its own entity yeah 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 so it's yeah. it just exists and it's they really really care and I'm like I'm excited I'm very awesome. very excited for this you needed that you needed something to get you to that next that next you know mm-hmm. get you out of the the rut with massage as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm trying to find some ways to do some continuing education myself as well. Right. Start learning some new things again. Um, we should look into uh, that together. Yeah. We should try to find some classes. We yeah. could do that. Do that. Um, well, I'm <clears> going <throat> to switch to AT- AMTA for my insurance in September as well. Okay. Um, I guess they do they do some free continuing ed on like online stuff, but still. Gotcha. Um, just to get my head back in it too. But yeah, before that, if we find something, I'd be down. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I thought I had to renew my my insurance in July, and it was September. I was like, yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, a little bit of money, right? And I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about that next month. I can. That's that's like three months away is a problem, right? <laughs> Fair enough. How about you? Was, whoops. Oh well. <laughs> the clinic that I work for, I can edit that. Yeah, out. <laughs> that, 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 that is going to be a nice little beep. Uh, I can edit that out. Um, gets a discount through ATMA too, so it's only like a hundred bucks instead of like two hundred or whatever it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, be down. And then I'm, I'm actually really curious to hear about this job too, with all, like you said, quartz bed and all that stuff, just cause like I really wasn't into that stuff when I was in school. Right. Yeah. But neither I'm, was I. I've gotten a little more hippie since then and be just curious to see what your take is because you're way not that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see what yours is. And cause I've never really thought about doing a spa. Like I've always enjoyed working where I work because I get to work on people that can't necessarily afford a regular spa or a mm-hmm. regular clinic. Um, which is what I've always appreciated about the the place that I work. Right. Um, but at the same time, like if I had the opportunity to learn a whole different kind of, you know, different stuff and kind of add to my repertoire, that would be really cool. Right. But I think, I think you're looking at it different in a, in a, 
in an unhealthy way with that. And it, let me explain with it, because I think if we change from massage to food, it's a very, it's a clear distinction. So basically we are working at a McDonald's. Yeah. Like we're work. It, it is the McDonald's. It's a large, it's yeah. Yeah. Like it, like everything about it is cookie cutter in that type of way. And it's just like the standards are lower across the board. Mm. Um, and what I'm moving into is a fine dining restaurant. Yeah. I'm moving into a, like, just an acres or a, you know, like, a yeah. steakhouse, chop house kind of thing. Mm. I'm moving into that. And what you're talking about, what you just talked about right now, is more or less working in a soup kitchen and wanting to help that. Yeah. But yeah. you're not working in a soup kitchen. You're working in a McDonald's. And I think well, yeah, that, but... that distinction needs to be made. Like, there is, the, I'm sure there is an equivalent where you're helping people, like, truly helping the desperate yeah. that you can get into within our industry. But I don't think where you're at is that place. I think it is to an extent. Maybe not my specific locations now, just because of the area they're in. Mm-hmm. But I do still have numerous clients, um, you know, eld- elderly clients, things like that, who that is literally all they can afford, and they are in pain. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have clients that do actually need help. Uh, but I do understand your point on uh, what you're saying on that, and I don't disagree. But I also know that at least the clinics that I've worked for, there have been some extremely talented people. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like extremely talented people, and I've been blessed to work with them, and I've learned from them, and I've, I've, you know, cultivated my own practice with that as well. Uh, I just, you know, it would just be interesting at some point to maybe do, maybe transition into something like what you're doing or something mm-hmm. else where I get to learn how to do some, you know, different things. Right. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm content where I'm at now. I have no intention of leaving for the time being. Um, yeah, no, I don't, like, I say that I, I say that as the company itself, not yeah. the individuals within this yeah. company, because like, yeah, we've worked with some amazing therapists, like just top tier across yeah. the board. And it's like that's they them working there is not a reflection of their no. abilities no like and i i think it's the, that's, well, that's a, that was the only issue i had with you saying mcdonald's i was like yeah like, but it but it but is it, i get like, what you're saying the company, ta- the company. like that yes yeah. that's what i'm talking about not no. not the place not the people within it because the people within it are a vastly different quantity and quality no. um and i think that we all as as therapists kind of don't get that same recognition mm-hmm. and have it 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 is a hundred percent more along the lines of how long have you been doing this oh 10 years plus congratulations you're an amazing therapist no matter what your actual skill level is mm-hmm. and i think that's a disservice within our industry because there's like i've only been doing this for six and a half years mm-hmm. i'm a really good therapist. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long Maria was doing it at that time when we were working with her. She was a few years in front of me, so she's got to have at least ten now. Now, eight. Yeah, she, so she's but ten she, now. Yeah, but she was like, a phenomenal therapist. That was back when I was beginning, so yeah. that was like five, six years at yeah. her, and she was top tier as well. Yeah. Like, I well, and that's but that's the difference too in well with any industry, but with our industry as well. Is there's there's people that get into it just because. You know, it's a good job, pays well. Yeah. And then there's people that get into it who genuinely love what they do. Yeah. And those are the true healers. Mm-hmm. And you, me, Maria, you know, a few other people, like, we are healers. That is what we do. Right. And that's where the difference is. And the people that were truly good at the job and the people that were just, it's just another job to them, you know. They may have they may have gotten into it initially because they were they thought they wanted, you know, they were wanting to help people and all that. But it turned into just, you know, the same, okay, I go to work and this is just what I do. Which, I mean, I feel like I was definitely in in that rut. Yeah. Um, and I think this is what I needed yeah. to grow. And I think a lot of people are in that in their jobs in general. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, that's, and that's kind of the beauty of our, our field as well is there is potential to learn new. There's always potential to learn something new. Yeah. 
there's always potential to do something more and add to your add to what you do for your practice. It's just up to you to actually take those steps to do it. Unfortunately, though, like it's it does limit like our application of those new techniques are limited. We can't always do the things that we've learned. It's true because of the restrictions of our place. Even even with this place, yeah. uh, it's it is uh, a much nicer place. They have their own like new techniques and new. Uh, treatments and all that yeah. type of stuff. Uh, I need to get used to calling it a spa, not a clinic. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's a, a real big thing. Um, but like, there are still classes that I would love to go take. Yeah. Uh, that would be more along. I the more I've like looked into it, the more I'm like leaning towards like a sports medicine kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And it's like that's not going to be my primary clientele. It's not going to be my primary work and it will be largely unused at a spa. Um, so it's like a very give and take, like in the same way, like, you know, a programmer may learn one language because that's what the company uses for their thing. But there's like 50 other languages at any point in time that are relevant. It's true. And it's, and it's the same with massage. There's a ton of modalities out there that people are using for different things and all that. Um, so it is very individual, but it's still, um, you know, it's still based on what you choose to do and what you choose to make part of it. Right. No. Okay. Um, yeah, there's, so. th- but that's just what it is. That's cool. I, yeah. I don't, everyone, you do, you, you do you, if you're good at your job, I'm proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're the if best, you, pick, but more importantly, if you, if you do your job and you're happy at your job, you're fucking well on your way. Right. No shit. <laughs> And if you're not, you got to figure something out. Right. I think a lot of people equate happiness to, um, to what they receive, like, mm-hmm. like whether that's money or whether that's just like, uh, the power of a position kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like they relate it far too closely to m- materials that they're given after the fact, and it's like, mm, I get it to a point. Like, you need a certain amount of income to have a nice lifestyle like to have a comfortable lifestyle that you don't have to worry about certain things it's true like if you have to worry about paying you know water and electricity like maybe (laughs) maybe the job's not the greatest yeah and so it's like i get it but a lot of people live in excess because they don't understand how to get internal happiness yeah it's true and i've you know i've chased the the fancy jobs the the title and all that stuff and I, it wasn't that I wasn't good at them. I just, just wasn't worth the yeah, stress extra. level. It wasn't worth all the stuff that I was going through. And it w- didn't make me happy. I was going home every night just miserable and depressed. Because it was like, yeah, I'm good at it, but this is not what I want to be doing. And I actually make more money now than I was doing those jobs, despite the fact that I was supposed to be, you know, that person or the person position of power or whatever. All right. But I'm doing what I love, and I can make more doing that. and making other people happy and pain-free than I can managing or doing whatever, you know, whatever other things I've been doing. Right. So, yeah, it's all about fixing on the inside first. Right. Doing what makes you happy from there. How much money did you have left over from your trip? Like, all of a sudden, that just hit me because you, you didn't yeah. you didn't get your tattoo. Correct. And you I spent a little more on my trip because did, of that. Okay, you did? Okay. Um, yeah, but I still had, you know, I still had, like, a few hundred dollars left. Okay, cool. Back in savings and I'm okay. saving, yeah. I was I'm, just like I'm trying, I was just thinking, I'm trying I was really like, hard not to spend too much on furniture yet because I promised myself I would resave before I made any big purchases. Fair. Um. So like I got the bookcase now. Yep. And then I was supposed to get a file cabinet, but it hasn't come yet, and it got lost in Arizona or something, I guess. <laughs> so that'll clean up. And then I'm actually, I decided if I'm gonna start buying new stuff, that I need to declutter the old stuff. Hence why there's a bunch of bags sitting over here that's old clothes. Like yeah, I just yeah, went yeah. through my closet. I'm going to go through my kitchen next and get rid of stuff. Um, and just try to make space for new stuff while I'm waiting to buy it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that's going on with me this week. Uh, and then I got back into the gym last week as well. Good. Have you kept um, up with it? Yeah, kept nice. up. I'm, just, I'm doing a program. It's three days a week right now. And then I'm doing my morning yoga. Just like 15 minutes. Kind of warm up my body. Get loose. Gotcha. And meditation and all that every day. Um, and then I actually decided to join Weight Watchers two days ago. Oh, yay. As well. Um, I, well, I, I've come to terms with where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, 
because I'm, you know, I actually weighed myself the other day, which is something I don't want to make a habit of, but I just kind of had to come to terms. You need to. Yeah. Um, well, that was kind of why I spent so much time, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, where I was focused more on maintaining my weight, but just like bulking up and like yeah. turning it from fat to muscle and all that. Yeah. When you bought all that, yeah, like all that, that food. Yeah, oh, all that God. Food. But that's kind of what I've realized from that experience is that the weight I'm at now in order to maintain is just, it's not possible. It's so much food mm-hmm. and it's just not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the effort and not, like forcing food down my throat, like literally forcing myself to eat more food than what I can ingest yeah, in yeah. a day. Um, whereas if I honest, take an honest look at myself and go, okay, I'm, you know, 225 pounds. I could stand to lose 25, 30 pounds first and then if i want to you know bulk up or kind of start replacing like that it'll be at a much easier level because i won't have to eat as much to do that right and i would kind of look at that as okay so and with weight watchers too what i like about it is it's much more about slow just like lifestyle changes and losing weight over time as opposed to kind of what that program was going to do or mm-hmm. other programs that I've done in the past where it's, yeah, 30 days, you're going to lose, you know, 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then nothing really changes because you're not really actively changing your lifestyle. You're just, okay, I got 30 days to do this. And then you go back to whatever you were doing. Right. You know, so that's kind of what I liked about it too, is it's, it is more about sustained life-changing habits. And I really don't know enough about food to be able to do it on my own. It's nice having like, I just started it a couple of days ago, but like tracking stuff and learning, Oh, okay. This is actually this product that I thought was healthy for me is actually not as healthy as it could, as it, as I thought it was. Okay. And kind of adjusting my mindset on what foods I need to be buying and making and that, things like that. You know, that seems fair. Um, so it's not, like I said, it's not like I'm going to try to drop 20 pounds in a month. It's I'm going to make lifestyle changes and I'll eventually drop that weight over who knows, three, six months mm-hmm. um, while continuing to work out and, and get in shape. So it may, it may end up being a little faster because of that. Um, but I just, I'm just ready for some changes and I need, I need to start having a much better uh, relationship with food in general. Cause I think my biggest problem is portion size as well. I go way overboard with portion size. Yeah. Pretty much every meal. I'm pretty, but that's like <laughs> everyone does. I feel yeah. like that's that's an excess thing for yeah. a majority of the population. Yeah. In but, America. And, yeah, it is, and that's just something I've always done. So I'm. That's one of the things that's helping me too. Is I'm because it does a point system, and it actually tells you like, okay, this much is worth this many points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, okay, so I like, and this is what the standard size should be. And then if you can change it for more, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's letting me, so like when I'm cooking now, I can be like, okay, when I'm portioning out, I'm like going to do a half cup of rice, not just fill the spot that I'm With putting rice. the rice yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> that's why, that's why a lot of the psychologists, when they were talking about this was the first step to, uh, losing weight is actually buying different, um, dishes. Uh, you buy different plates, you buy different cups, you buy all yeah. different stuff because you, if you buy the smaller sizes no. and the like, like actual portion size, like plates and whatnot, yeah. uh, your brain will, you'll fill up that plate and your brain will associate that as more food. Yeah. That makes sense. Then, uh, when you're with, if, with, if you have a large plate and you put that same portion on there and there's like a bunch of space on the plate, you actually look at it and you're like, this isn't enough food. Yeah. You have, there's a chemical reaction there where your brain is just like, you need more. Um, I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, so I actually started, I only use, I try to only use the, uh, the small plates that we get. Yeah. Cause you know how, like uh, yeah. when you buy sets of plates, it's yeah. like, there's the big ones and then there's the small ones that come on top of it when it's all yeah. wrapped and shit. And it's like, if you use only those small plates for your food and dinner, like you will more than likely eat less. Yeah. It's true. And I do, I try to do the same thing. I really don't use my big plates too often. Because they are, they're huge yeah. plates, um, and it's and they're heavy too, so I don't really like using them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, and that's another way just to control your mindset, switch your mindset on food as well and portion size. Um, I've read that too. That's a good article. I should go back and read that again, see if I can find some some plates for cheap on Amazon or something. Oh yeah, I'm sure they exist um, too. No, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to get back in the healthy the healthy way of life. Mm-hmm. It's been like five months since I've been to the gym, so I've been dusting the cobwebs off a bit. I can imagine. Um, and it was like, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with myself. Like I'm accepting that's what happened, 
But it's like, because the whole time I was there, I was like, oh, I know I can go back. I know as soon as I get back into this, like, it'll it'll be nothing, and I'll just go back, and that's exactly what's happened. Like, it's been, it's only been a week and a half, but, like, I made, like, packed my lunch. Like, I knew everything I needed to do because I was doing it. Right. I just had to choose to start doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I, I guess, like, because I knew I, I could do it whenever, I was kind of like, eh, well, you know, I'll, I'll get to wait. it when I get to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I lost so much time. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing how we do that. Yeah. Procrastination is a hell of a thing, man. Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, well, I just, you know, winter was rough. I went through a, a bit bigger depression than I thought I did, um, which I'm now realizing now that I'm coming out of it, and it's, you know, summer and warm, and everything is blooming, and life is good again. Yeah, we have so much water here. Right. Oh, it's, I know, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm so not used to that at all. <laughs> it's all good. Like I told you that story with the the Airbnb host where I was telling her everything was dead, and then I came home and was like, what? Mm-hmm. Everything's so green. When did yeah. that happen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So I feel like this side of town, though, is a little better at that. I don't know. I do. Uh, yeah. This side seems to be a little bit yep. more green than, than the, the Aurora side of town. I agree. Um, yeah, what else is going on with me? I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know, just life. Should we should we get into uh, the movie that you saw? Yeah, we can talk about it because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I saw Dark Phoenix last night. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say, man, it it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. I don't know why people are trashing it so much. Oh yeah, it's like hold on. it's it's bad. It's got yeah, like I think it was last I saw it was at like a thirteen I think percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um. But I I mean I gotta give it. I gotta give it to them. They did a much better job with this one, in my opinion, compared to Apocalypse. Apocalypse was fucking oh, it's terrible. garbage. It was the terrible. worst thing ever. Um, but I, I think it's back on par with like First Class, and even like the you know the original one, which I loved as well. Mm-hmm. So this at the moment it's sitting at a twenty three percent and okay. uh, six out of ten basically across the board. Okay, and it's like, eh, that's not like that. Like looking at those reviews and just being no. like, shit, man. Like, fuck. What did you do? What did you think of uh, Sophie Turner? I thought she did a great job. Okay, I really did. Like, I was impressed. I was like, I'm sitting in the movie the whole time, just like, wow, she's shown a more emotional range in this two hour movie than she did in like seven seasons of okay. Game of Thrones. Good. <laughs> like, that's what I was, I was hoping genu- for. Or eight seasons, excuse me. Um, like I was genuinely like, okay, cool. Like she can, she can do this. Yeah. You yeah. know, she can do this. I'm not sure. Like. I mean, she still wasn't, you know, Michael Fassbender and, you know, James right. McAvoy, but, you know, right, right, that right. is what it is. Um, but I got to say, Nicholas Holt, man, does not get enough credit. Who's he? He plays Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. He, he did a good job. Um, I liked him. Yeah. And he's just such a good actor, too. Like, I'm glad he's kind of made made his way through through Hollywood as well, because I think I've talked about this before. Like, I have I watched him back, like, way back in the day on Skins, it's a BBB show. Oh. Or BBC. Sorry, BBC. And <laughs> show. He was in the original cast for that. There's like a couple people that have actually broke through. Like two of them were on Game of Thrones as well. Uh, Gendry and Gilly were both on Skins back in the day too. Oh, were they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but he was he was just the standout back then, and now he's made this, and he was great in this movie. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I really feel like is just checked out on these movies. I can she, imagine. That's what it, that was the next one. I was like, is she yeah. was she doing it well? She, but she did. She's not in this one as much. Mm-hmm. So spoilers, although this was in the trailer, they like so it's, it's not, not it's not about so it's her. Not really, it's about Sophie Turner's character. Yeah. Um, but this was in the trailer. She was like, she dies, mm-hmm. Mystique dies in like the first thirty minutes. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so she's not really in it, which is again why I feel like she kind of is just like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, but she, I feel like she was a little more a little better in this one than Apocalypse. But God. it may have just been because she was. Just short. short, it's short timing it. It was just like, okay, yeah, I'll do my my thing. Um, but they also made sure like she was in a uniform too, so they didn't have to do as much cosmetic stuff and all that. So it was just her face pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then James McAvoy, I I love James McAvoy. I'm I don't like Xavier the character. Okay. Um, he, I mean, he did redeem himself at the end of this movie, but I have not liked him in the last few because he's, he is kind of arrogant and thinks he knows better than everybody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, is playing with people, you know, kind of playing with people's minds and, you know, not, not to the extent that he could, 
Right. You know, like he could genuinely. But mess like with that's people, a, but like, and that's the whole thing with him. Like yeah. he's doing it in the same way that you would move a cup. Like he's just cleaning up as far as he can tell. Like yeah. he's doing these things consciously, but like he's like I could have fucked you all up a lot worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think that for him it's because he is so powerful. Mm-hmm. He's he does have that kind of hubris where he thinks he knows better than everybody. And he doesn't realize that he's kind of, that he's playing God, mm-hmm. so to speak. He thinks he's doing what's best for people because he thinks he knows be- what's best for everyone. Right. And, and at least at near at the end of this movie, he does kind of have that moment of like, you know what? I fucked up. I should not have done some of the things that I did. This is my fault. And there was kind of that redemption arc for him as well, which I liked. Um, and I enjoyed him, but he was just the beginning of the movie. I was just like, come on, dude, like get your shit together. Like you fucked <laughs> up. Like just, <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like uh, the the problem with that is like at least comic booky wise, like Xavier just got away with all of it until he was like an adult, like until he was old. Like True. he just he's like he did manipulate and do that in a very controlled manner, but like he wasn't very wrong on his decisions and didn't have to face the consequences of his actions until he created like the X Men um, yeah. after like his like when he started aging. Like that's why like the first one with uh, with Patrick Stewart as yeah. is perfect because it's like he was already in it like he's older he yeah. already has this whole setup in place and he's like yeah I've done some things you are kids you don't understand what the fuck I've done yeah. and it's 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 not so much from an, a point of arrogance it's a point of like um it's a point of age. Like he just, he's lived longer than them. Like it's yeah. that level of, I guess just I, arrogance, I guess is the word for it. But like that level of just like, yep, I know better because I've been around. Yeah. I've seen all this shit. That's wisdom. Yes. You know, that's not, that's not arrogance. It's like, Hey, I, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I've experienced it. I've lived through it. Um, well, and that, that was, that would be the other thing that, that kind of frustrates me, me about these movies is so these movies are all connected to the original movies. We just, yes. We messed things up in Days of Future Past. Now we're on a new timeline. Yep. And all that. But So this movie takes place in 92. And the original movie takes place in 2000, 99. Mm-hmm. And nobody has aged. Yeah. So, like, from first class in the 70s or whenever that one took place to now, like, none of the adult Magneto... They you know, Xavier have they Beast, not... like none of them have actually like look like they like Xavier's bald now, but other than that, he still pretty much looks right. the same age. And same with Magneto, and like so, like eight years later, we go from them being that to old men. Magneto and Xavier are old men in two thousand. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah, how... and there's a <laughs> there's like, the total disconnect, especially when you're talking about like yeah, because what's like. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, they were kids. They were young. They were young adults back in the 70s. And yeah. You're talking from the 70s. This movie is placed in the 90s? Yeah, 92. Like, is that like four, like straight up like yeah, yeah, 1992? Yeah, 1992. Like, it says oh, it. Fucking shit. Yeah. That's, that is a little sad. Because, yeah, you did make the whole movie in the 70s about that. Like, yeah. Did did they even try with makeup or anything? Or like, No, no. They all, they're all just, I mean, they're a couple years older because, you know. The last apocalypse took place in like ninety one or whatever eighty nine or whatever it was, right. um, and that was kind of su- you know that was just super frustrating to watch. It was like I mean, come on guys, like you couldn't you couldn't put a little bit of makeup on them or something to make them look older. Put some gray hairs in. Yeah, um, put something. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus. So that that was the only part that like, but if you if you're watching the movie just for the movie or for this, you know, you don't really pay attention to that. But if you've been watching them for the last twenty years, like I have, you're going wait. Okay, so the first movie was in 2000, or 99, I can't remember, one, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. And they're old men, Xavier Agnew specifically, and, yep. you know, Scott, Storm, and, and Gene are all, like, well into their 30s. Yep. You know, at least early 30s, minimum. Mm-hmm. And now we're going back eight years, and Scott, you know, Gene, and everybody, they're, like, early 20s. Oh, are and, they? Yeah, like, or they're all, like, 20, you know, probably 23-ish, somewhere in there. Which I mean that um, <laughs> which th- that fits that, that timeline. That fits a little bit, yeah. But Magneto and Xavier and even Raven, who was also yeah, you, you know, back then as well, 
are all still basically like they look like they could be in like Magneto looks like he could be in his forties, and Xavier probably like late thirties. Same with Beast, you know, like well Beast he looks like he's like thirty, <laughs> and same with Raven although she's got the makeup on, um and I'm just kind of like that doesn't really track guys, like <laughs> yeah, but Michael Bat Fassbender man as Magneto he he's. I fucking love him. He's, yeah. But he's the only character they've given any real backstory to in those new ones, in my opinion, other than first win, first class, when we got some more on everybody. But he's the only one they've continued to develop, in my opinion. And he's just so great at it. He's so good. Um, he was great in this one as well, although his, his role was smaller too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the f- the flow of this one was way better as well. It was only a two-hour movie. It's like an hour and 57 minutes. Okay. Um, which, based on the trailer, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be just a mess. Like, if they're trying to cram this much shit mm-hmm. into a movie, like, this is going to be a disaster. And then it actually flowed and paced really well. Story made sense. Um, only thing off the top, like, just, it's just so recent in my head because I saw it last night. The the villain, quote-unquote, in it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, there's real no explanation where they can't... Like, they're just like an alien life or an alien species is just following this force around that ends up going into Gene, this powerful cosmic force that's floating around the galaxy. And wait, that's the dark Phoenix. Well, she's already powerful. Yes. But then the power goes, this force kind of goes into her and makes her even more powerful. Um, yeah, it's that, that part's a little, a little wonky. And then, like I said, there's just apparently there's just like this alien ship that this force destroys home. There was destroyed or destroyed their home, and now they're following around trying to harness it. And they see it going to Jean, and so they try to come down and and take her, control her, or give make her give them the power or whatever like that. It's, that's the part of it was like, okay, this this that is kind of shaky. It didn't need it. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't need it at all. Like, yeah. why would you add alien? aspect to it like maybe maybe that was in the comics i don't know i didn't well it is like it is. i don't remember that whole um, thing well to some extent i don't know specifics but the the part of them going out into space and her getting her her phoenix powers kind of turning on that is in the comics mm-hmm. i know it's in the cartoon show um so like that is but it just kind of like it just, but is there, there an alien no ex- race was, that was following them like I, yeah I don't... that 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 part was like okay there was real no explanation for this. They just kind of show up. Yeah. And then the the main person, Jessica, she doesn't really have a name, uh, but Jessica Chastain's character tells, you know, Gene, like, hey, yeah, you know, our planet was destroyed by this force and we've been following it ever since. And it's destroyed everything since it came up on you. Like, that's basically the whole backstory we get for them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's where I feel like we're getting into because we're getting into things like long form television more and more. Yeah. Movies are dropping the ball with story, or at least it seems like they're dropping the ball with story because we're now used to getting so much more backstory on everything. Yeah. Whereas, you know, 10, 15 years ago, even this movie, like, Oh yeah. Okay. They, you know, it's a two hour movie. So they just told us that and that's all it is. Yeah. Whereas now we're like, no, but I want to like, no, I need more. Mm -hmm. Like this is too simple for me. Um, which is actually that is what I wanted to talk about that I couldn't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> so all in all, I actually do give Dark Phoenix about a you know B plus. I thought it was, I did. I really thought it was a good movie. Granted, my bar was way low going into it. Um, so that might which everyone else's bar is going to be that way <laughs> yeah. now that you see that it's a fucking twenty three on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. It's six out of ten. It's a mediocre movie. Yeah. Like meh. And it's you know and for as far as all comic book movies go the X-Men franchise has continually not been or has been underwhelming to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest reason why I've kept going back to them is because I fucking love X-Men. Like I loved that show, the cartoon oh, yeah. show growing up. I read the comics. Like it's a great it's concept. A great, too. great concept. And I'm really looking forward to the, to the reboot when that finally happens within the MCU mm-hmm. and seeing what they do with it. Um, have they set, have they given any, any, it's not going to be, it's not going to be for a while. Oh, be, okay. I think it's gonna be like 2022 before okay. we see anything. They want to let give us some time away, which I feel uh, is needed. But I really am so sad that the fucking that mutants movie is not going to be out. It is going to come out. It's coming out next year. I don't know if it's going to be actual theatrical release. New Mutants is what you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. 
with the other Game of Thrones star, Maisie Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that is supposedly getting a release date. I just don't know if they're going to do it like on demand or actual theatrical release or whatever. Like they know okay. they say it's coming out. I just don't know specifics on how. Okay. Um, so we will get to see that movie eventually. Thank God. Yeah. Which I don't. It's frustrating that it, they don't have any faith in that movie because it's a totally different kind of movie. It's a, all new characters. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, which is good. Yeah, it needed, is needed. It needed it. Uh. I'm I'm way more like, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like X Men. Uh, I feel like it's almost it. You're you're. They're trying to pull the uh, the Spider Man uh, whole thing, where it's like you know, Spider Man was good as Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. It was it was good as Andrew Garfield, and it's pretty good with uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. Like, but. You keep rebooting him because he needs to be there because yeah. it is Spider-Man. Like yeah, that's he's him. Their biggest. Uh, where you could have, where when you look at X-Men, even though yes, X-Men is Wolverine, X-Men is uh, Professor Xavier. Like yeah. that is the core. There's so much around the concept of what that is that yeah. you you could just wipe them off the board and be like, cool, this is going to be. X-Men yeah. or mutants or like however you want to repurpose their name because this is a whole this whole different genre there's a whole different world that yeah. they can exist in so, and well, I'm like yeah. that'd be well, awesome. and that's well that's the other reason why they're waiting a while too is because they've already got phase four pretty much mapped out like Marvel has yeah. been methodical yeah in what they're doing and so for them it's like okay well we've already got this mapped out we'll figure out how to add these other I don't stories think, in so I don't at some point the 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 couple of interviews that I saw about X-Men and uh Marvel yeah. specifically is that they were talking they were like no we're not mixing them um it's too and that could, it, it's too big of a concept to yeah. add that in like way too much yeah um and I 100% agree that they should be kept separate I you know uh, if, as I think about it, I would agree. It would be cool to see, you know, like it would have been cool to see like Wolverine and Iron Man or, you know, all those people around each other as well. Um, but you're also just talking about an, an, an incredible difference in power mm-hmm. between the X-Men and what's currently in the MCU. Like other than Thor, nobody comes close to some of the, the mutants that are in Oh, God, X-Men. no. Like no, no, nobody no. comes close. Like you... Like, you put Iron Man up against Wolverine, Wolverine's going to tear his ass apart mm-hmm. easily. Not, and it's yeah. the same concept with Jean Grey. Like, if she was Dark Phoenix and you had the MCU, like, I was like again, Thor might might have held somewhat of a chance against her, but and the, everybody but, else would have yeah. Yeah, just been snapped yeah, out there, of existence. Yeah, yeah you're talking, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> then you look at, like, things like, you know. Or Scarlet Witch, maybe she might have. Scar- yeah, Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel are the two that yeah. would have been, like, they're they're the powerhouses, like yeah. realistically. Those are the two powerhouses within the uh, the MCU, MCU right now. Yeah, and it's like that's cool. Um, Xavier would mind control both of them. Yeah, without a, a second thought. Um, Scarlet Witch might hold uh, maybe. up against that. I don't know. She's got but kind of that Captain power Marvel. Too. Captain yeah. Marvel's complete slave, hundred percent, instantly. Yeah. Um, uh, like Gambit even would fucking blow them up like they're he touches something and they explode yeah. like that's like, i don't think people like get into like the ideas of his power but like as soon as she punches him he's touching her yeah. your skin is now going to explode and that goes through your entire like you yeah. will die yeah. as soon as you touch him yeah. so i agree i agree to some extent that that it would make sense to keep them apart mm-hmm. um, at least from a movie standpoint like comic books obviously it's way easier to mix and match people and all that right um so yeah be curious to see how they do that but i know they also want to bring back fantastic four at some point hopefully they get that right yeah that seems a little interesting i um, there you want to talk about underpowered like right <laughs> oh god like <laughs> iron man could just fucking beat the shit out of every single one of them yeah maybe except for the human torch might have a little bit of an issue no i was thinking more invisible invisible woman because she's actually more powerful than because she has the field. Yeah. But, like, meh. Like, he's he's dealt with more shit than that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'd be fine with that. So, well, they need a new genius in the MCU, too. They do. So they need Reed Richards. So it would make sense for them to get incorporated. It would. Reed Richards, uh, let me, like, at least from uh, the few things that I've seen with him, it's like, he... You want to talk about, like, 
almost Nazi kind of person, like human experimentation. <laughs> like he's down with all that shit. Like it's true. As far as I was aware, like he's like, I just want to know stuff for science. And his, like, whew, he could get some real dark shit. Yeah. Because apparently, yeah. like, at least in one of the comic book things, which again is a offshoot of the main thing, it was what is it, the the zombies? Um, not familiar. I, I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but it's when a zombie apocalypse basically breaks out and the heroes turn into zombie creatures, and it's like it was basically started by Reed Richard um, from human experimentation. Like oh. he just fucking created it and was like, oh shit. I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, like, that sounds very Tony Stark-esque as, as far as what we've seen. So Yeah, yeah. Ultron. <laughs> yeah, Ultron, all that. But, yeah. So, that'd be interesting. So, yeah, I th- I think they, they would probably get joined in, but I could see X-Men being their own separate world. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was the long-form television. I, I, can, I can't not talk about long-form television. I swear yeah, I can talk fair, about it forever. Fair. Um, but I'm just... As we get further and further into it, I'm seeing all these things that I'd be like, I'd love to see a movie, like all these old movies, get rebooted into long-form television and giving us more dynamic stories from them. Like I saw, I tell you, I go to my, my mom's house, do my laundry, mow my lawn and all that. So I get to watch all these random movies on the, you know, HBO, Encore, Stars and all that. Right. And it's all, most of the movies that I find are all like 20 years old. Okay. For the most part, like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, But last week... I saw the skulls. <laughs> you familiar with uh, no. Joshua Jackson, Paul Walker? No idea. It's about a secret society. Um, Joshua Jackson's characters, you know, he basically gets in, involved with a secret society. His best friend gets murdered. Um, okay. You know, and by them basically, because his best friend's a reporter, a journalist, trying to uncover the truth about him. Yeah, yeah. And so it's him trying to get evidence on that, and you know break away from them and all that. And I was like, the movie itself is, it's okay. <laughs> I like it. I was, I'm nostalgic about it. And, right. You know, it's, it's decent movie, but I'm just thinking, I was like, man, this would be great long form television, like secret societies, murder. Like mm-hmm. this would be a great suspense TV show. Yeah. Like, and I'm just thinking like, just makes me think of all these other shows that would be like, so, so good for long format television. I would really just, that's, I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> I would be I would be super excited for like uh like aliens, yeah like that shit as a long form TV sure. show would have been fucking legit. So even even Starship Troopers, which they are talking, they are apparently in the works of doing a TV show. I'm like that that would be fucking cool. Like that might, was a really might interesting. It world might be that they <laughs> like, like the we'll, first movie. We'll, I'm not talking about the other the other ones yeah. that they made. Yeah, but yeah. From the first movie, like that was a very unique world that they set up, and it would be cool to. Explore more, especially having read uh, the guy, the author of the book. Uh-huh. I read, I've read a lot of his novels. One of my, actually, my all-time favorite novels by him. It's Stranger in a Strange Land. Okay. Um, granted, they were the movie itself was a, kind of a satire on the book because the book takes war very seriously. It's not, it's glorifying war. It's not right mocking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even still, just kind of the world and the universe that they built, incorporating that into it would be really, really interesting. And I think it would be a lot of fun. So I really hope they get that series made. And I hope it ends up on like a decent network <laughs> where you can show a bit more. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's just, I could talk about long from television forever. But. No, that's cool. <laughs> it seems, I, I mean, like, I like the idea of doing something like that. But like, then it's, I, I think a lot of people are like, well, you're just hashing old shit, and it's like, yes, but we're getting the whole new twist of it. You're getting the depth of that that yeah. that we are looking for nowadays. And honestly, it gives a good, I want at least a decade of like time for like writers to really like solidify new original ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with going back, and I'm I'm okay with a decade of reboot. Yeah. Uh, just so we can really get to new shit later on. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm still all for new stuff too. Like, don't get me wrong on that. Um, eh. I am if it's good. If, like, it, if a, it's a, good, yeah, that's the problem. I'm, yeah. That's the problem. I feel like people are like the new shit that's coming out is being made just because it's new, not yeah. because they like care about a interesting story or anything like that. It's yeah. more like, oh yeah, this is this is different. This is not what's on TV. Yeah. This is not what's on screen. Like, let's shove this out there. Um, like in the one, the one example so far of like really good 
new is um uh it's uh it's a game uh they and they showed at uh, E3 mm-hmm. uh, I think it was E3 I think they might have shown it earlier because this was a PlayStation review which fucking Sony wasn't at E3 like oh I heard they were skipping on it this year fucking dumb as shit anyway <laughs> um I was so upset uh Death Standing or Stranding Death Stranding okay fucking made by the dude who did like uh, the Silent Hill, Hill series okay. and like fucking very horror weird type of shit. Uh this has it, Norman Reedus is the main character. Mm-hmm. Um and I couldn't really explain the game effectively. <laughs> it is fucking new on every level. I don't know if it's a shooter, a fighter, a horror, a fucking like I don't know what the fucking game is. All I know <laughs> is that you're in a suit. The world seems to be some sort of like poisoned atmosphere or something like like and it's not like everywhere like it like comes in waves and like you have a baby that's in this little fucking tube suit that can see shit that you can't see okay yep that's that's (laughs) and it's legit like a baby like in in it's fucking like uh like in like uh what are those like an embryo kind of like all like in liquid liquid yeah yeah, it's just like alive and floating and like fucking (laughs) that you just carry on you yeah and it's just fucking there's weird shadow demon things that I don't understand. Like, that's the best I can explain. That's it is a weird fucking game. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like that's new. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Will I put the money into it? Eh, not until I see some more shit. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, that was the one really new thing that I was like, yes. Yeah. Everything else. I'm like, eh, new games aren't that great. And like, you really see it within the game industry with what was announced at E3. There's a fuckload of just like reboots, remasteries, um, sequels, moving it to a mobile game. Like, like I'm like, fuck off. Well, well, I mean, moving things to mobile games seems to be the big thing right now. It is. That's where most people are gaming, at least young people. Yeah. Which I'm not, I'm not against the idea of moving into that marketplace. Um, a lot of elitists, I guess would be the best word for them. Uh, uh, think that, that they're too good for mobile gaming. Yeah. Like, they don't view them as actual gamers and that whole concept. And I partially agree because no company has, like, put in the effort to make, like, a really rich mobile game that is specifically designed for the mobile phone. Like, you can take an amazing game, like uh, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Amazing story. Great, like, it just above and beyond like what a game is considered mm. great story uh, solid mechanics really in-depth like you put you can put hundreds of hours into this game kind of thing and they can you can port that onto the phone and it works fine but it's not designed for the phone yeah. like you need something brand new honestly i think uh one of the things that the phone can do extremely well is quick time events uh which are highly frowned upon within gaming society because of the it feels gimmicky what's quick time events um imagine you're watching like a cutscene to a video um mm-hmm. uh, and like imagine like an indiana jones okay? okay like you're you're watching the cinematic of indy going in and pulling the the golden thing yeah. off of a, a a little stand yeah the quick time event would then be as the boulder is falling down. It's making you like rapidly press X okay. to run away from this boulder. And if yeah. you don't hit X or like, and then there'll be an obstacle, you hit triangle quickly to jump. Like yeah. these quick time events are like basically actions within a cutscene. Okay. Um, and I think that the phone can do that extremely well yeah. with like swiping and like double clicking and like moving left, right. Like it just, yeah, that's a little more fluid. Exactly. You can really make that. And if you do that with a, a competent writer, like you can tell amazing stories by doing this. Hmm. Um, but that's not the way they're looking at it right now. Right now it's looked as, you create an inferior game that is done mostly through idle technology. Like mm. there's a, there's a server out there who that's always running your shit. And then you pop on, collect all the shit that was running and then play it for like five seconds. And then you're like, cool, put it back away. And then it redoes this idling. I don't know why idle has become such a big thing, but like, 
it, like AFK Arena, Idle Hero, Idle Monster. Like I'm just like fuck off. Like people want to play games without playing them. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you just want the reward. Like you just want to get shit. Like that's uh, that's how we work, man. Instant gratification. Yeah, it's and it's it's that permeation of it is starting to really cause issues within the gaming community. <laughs> um that's the reason why loot boxing is a thing. Like it's because someone doesn't want to play the game. They just want to get the shit. And it's yeah. like I think we're starting to get more depth in shows and TV <laughs> and I'm really hoping that translates into, into gaming. gaming as the as the years progress. It's not going to happen in the next like 5 years for sure. No. But like as we've like as long form television kind of gets into like it's in its stride right now like yeah. really getting there um i really hope that transitions into the gaming market and be like look they're not just going for the cash grab they're going for like these actual long in-depth stories that you have to invest yourself in yeah i hope so too because mm-hmm. i feel like it's it was going that way it was and then for whatever mobile gaming, I guess became a thing, and they realized they could make more money mm-hmm. doing that. And the thing, the thing with loot boxes too that that I've noticed is like, okay, even on like the the dumb golf game that I play, just to, more or less to kill time. Yep. Um, you know, I play against people that are like, oh, they have like everything because they bought everything. Like, well, that 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 doesn't really require a lot of skill. No. That requires money. Yeah. That I'm not going to put into a video game. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but like. It's just, it's, you know, and as a, as someone who doesn't do that, that's super frustrating. It's like, okay, yeah, if I wanted to drop, you know, a couple hundred dollars on a fucking mobile game, I could have all the cool shit too and be dominating everyone too. But why would I do that? That's, it's a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, one, I don't have money for the, well, I, I, I do technically, but I wouldn't put money yeah. into that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. You know, like, this is not a priority for me. And people who do that, I'm like, wow, you've got like way too much disposable income. Sorry. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, but it's just super frustrating to watch, and it's just like, okay, well, what happened to, to like, just good games mm-hmm. and and requiring skill to play those games? Like, I think back on even, like, you know, my old... Like, I haven't played games since, like, N64. Right. But, like, most of the games that I played did require skill. You know, Super Mario Brothers, that, you know, takes some skill to do that. It's not, and it's not a super hard game. When you think about, like, all the Zelda games, and like, like, those are hard games mm-hmm. those require like genuine thought and like working out problems and puzzles in order to get through them and you don't just go oh hey well I, you know i just bought this one thing and now i have all the power i need and i can just move on like mm-hmm. well good for you i guess yeah <laughs> that's the whole instant gratification thing i yeah. think i think what happened was that mobile gaming became that that little inkling of that and it got accepted there. Yeah. And what happened was they saw the revenue that was coming in from that, which became insane. Yeah. And as games are like, we're looking at that as strictly a revenue thing. And they're like, we can make a game that takes less time to make. And less like it costs less to make overall. Yeah. And we can add just this one simple system and, almost quadruple our revenue off of that game yeah let's do that let's let's make all that money and that may be when the shift happens is when it actually starts becoming cheaper to make good games Mm -hmm. because i think that's what's happened with television is it's a lot cheaper to make television than it was or to to do heavy cgi stuff to do yeah these big you know big shows or anything like that it's a lot easier and cheaper to make them now than it was 20 years ago yeah you can, you Which know. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, with the growth of technology, all of it has become cheaper. Yeah. But we're just getting like a massive saturation of everything. Yeah. And it's like the only thing that that's coming to the top are the the pay to win, just bullshit. Yeah. And like that's why you have like the things like E3, so that you can have a large company be like, hey, look, we're making new shit. We're putting money into these new companies making new shit. And unfortunately, this year, that's not really the thing. Like, there's... I mean, like, they're remaking Final Fantasy VII. They're remaking... Um, uh, what is that? Link's Awakening. They're remaking... 
they're doing a remastered of the last remnant like there's just so many things that are like have already existed that they're just rehashing for the sole purpose of selling the exact same game not telling a new story within this world not like not trying to give you anything more no they're just they're like let me port this over to this system now and resell the game as is. Yeah. Like, that's what Skyrim did for fucking ever. Skyrim was originally on, like, PS3 and um, uh, PC and Xbox 360. Yeah. And then they got ported over to the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. And then it got ported onto the Switch. And it got ported onto every fucking thing else. And, like, mm. people just keep buying it. And then yeah. they make a VR version of the game. No, nothing different. Just a, a VR version it sells yeah. like fucking i'm like fucking hey can we just stop <laughs> but so well and well, with that regard too though i guess that does kind of make sense though because if if they're continuing to make new games at the same time like hey we're going to re-release this while we're building our next game because that's the other thing with video games too is they take a long time to a make a lot of time yep. and that's kind of where like you have to continue to bring revenue in case you can continue to make games mm-hmm. as well so hopefully that transition will be like okay we've made we're making capital off all these cheap games and now we can actually focus on releasing a, at least a couple big titles like new original awesome games mm-hmm. for all these companies every year but the one things that are actually paying the bills in between that are going to be those you know kind of pay to win it's kind of the same thing with like reality i feel like reality television is what has sparked the ability for TV shows, these awesome TV shows to exist now because reality television is extremely cheap to make. Yeah. Extremely cheap to make and it prof, the profits on it are huge. And so I think that's kind of like in the 2000s we had this surge. Like once reality TV shows hit it was oh, yeah. all over the place. They were everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the studios made a ton of money off them and they're still making money off them. Like fucking Bachelor, Survivor, all that shit's still around. Mm-hmm. Which blows my mind. I've never watched any of those shows but they're still around and they're still making a ton of money but those profits have allowed these networks, I, I assume, to experiment, to experiment, try different formats, try different things, and come up with what we've now got, which is these long-form television shows and things like that. Right. Um. So maybe that'll be what happens. Maybe this is the the way that transfers into gaming in the future as well as they have these cheap paid, you know, pay-to-play games that pay the bills and they get all this profit on them and they go, okay, now we've made some capital we've made some stuff and now also games are starting to get fat like you know technology is catching up we're making games faster we can make them for cheaper now we can really get into like some awesome games and really start building stuff that people want this is my hope hope hope. that is my hope i can't say that's what's going to happen but i just seeing the trend in television how that worked out i'm hoping this will be the same thing with video games too that's fair but just my observations. But. Yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 the dream that that happens, but it's uh, it's so rarely ever the actual case. Yeah, it's true. But hopefully, yeah. So right on, man. It was a good talk. Yeah, it was. You got right. anything else? No, no, not really. Like E3, I think I I watched a decent bit of it and I was very excited. I am excited for some of the one of the remakes, which is the the Link's Awakening that I said. Yeah, uh, it looks. I don't know. It looks like fucking toys. Like it looks like <laughs> like it, like if Toy Story made a game of okay. Zelda, and it's fucking it's it's just the most childish looking great <laughs> game ever. Right um. So hopefully that pans out well, and like I, I'm very excited to see what games actually come out with because um oh uh George R R Martin yeah. is teaming up with From Software to make a game. Really. Um. And From Software is the company that made uh, Dark Souls. I don't know if you're familiar with them at I'm all. I'm familiar with the name. The I name. Yeah. They're basically the. They were told. From Software created the game Dark Souls and our Demon's Soul. Okay. Fucking dumb shit name. Anyway, uh, and in the beta testing and like that testing that they were giving to people everyone complained that it was too hard to play. And so when the uh, creator got it back, he was like, fuck you, I'm making it harder. <laughs> Legitimately, that's what he did. He got it back and was like, cool, let's make it more difficult. And that that is from software. Okay. They're assholes who make difficult games <laughs> with just strange stories that you have to like... 
like actually like look for. It's not okay. like given to you. Yeah. Um, like if you want to learn about the stories, there it's there. Yeah. You have to like, go look for it and kind of like draw your own conclusions on certain things, but like it's there. Okay. And I'm very excited to see what George R. R. Martin does with okay. this because with his fucking dark fucking world of like, yep, everyone dies kind yeah. of thing. Like I'm very down that cause it fits very much with what they create as a studio. Yeah. That's crazy. He's doing everything now. He's, he's even joining up with Matt Malwolf mm-hmm. doing a, a display for them or something like that. Or oh, really? a piece or, you know? Yeah. So I think he's done but writing. He claims he's going to finish the books. I, he's like, not. He, he claims there's like, no he, way he put something out online a couple months ago saying like, Okay, if I do not have a book out by like the end of next year, you guys are allowed to, you know, fucking stone me or something. Like he said something ridiculous like that. I'm just like, okay, dude, like it's not gonna happen. Haven't finished a book in Game of Thrones series since like I don't know, 15 years ago, I think. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he's done, and that's fine. I'm I'm okay with yeah. that. Like I'm okay with him like giving uh giving it to a successor who's more into the story that he originally made. Yeah. Um, I just think he's moved on. Um, we'll see. But yeah. I, yeah. I think he has to, but you know, whatever. We'll see how that goes. So, all right, well, right, man. man. You have. <laughs> yep. Clap. We hang out too much. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Always, always like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. You guys have a good one. Have a good one.